It is Tuesday, February 13th. I'm Scott Sattenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. More fallout from Super Bowl 58. And a top five team goes down. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Plenty of conversation around the Super Bowl as it's the most watched television program in history. Here we go. Fez and I are here taking over. RJ Bell and Steve Fezzik in the house here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. It is a wise guy roundtable <laughs> Super Bowl recap edition. It was too good. We 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 listened last night. You guys did a great job, but me and Fez actually disagree on this uh overtime. So I think it'll be I know you guys were debating it. Yeah, we had a debate and even had listeners chiming in on Twitter uh, for their opinions on the overtime. I am under the uh I guess my belief is that you should always defer. You should want the ball second, much like college overtime, because you need to know what you have to do during your possession. AJ wants to take the ball and score and if there's a tie, he knows that he has sudden death and on his side. And then he wants to eat a pie. He wants to take the ball, score, yeah. go home, and eat a pie. Preferably coconut. <laughs> I like coconut pie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we Fez brought him, I don't know, 1,200 calorie probably? A little oh, mini pie? Oh, I'll, I'll go over. It's not mini. I'll go over. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's like two, it's gigantic, like two gigantic slices. Yeah. He ate it in 40 seconds? I think I would go, I'd say I mean, over 40 seconds. Uh, what, Do you think like, he would win that pie eating contest and stand by me? Here's what I noticed. He takes a bite. He's chewing it. But as he's chewing it, he's sucking in to try to get crumbs in. That are potentially dropping from the fork. Right now, I'm doing... uh, It's like an arc bark or whatever. Any of the listeners that want to go on this one, I will say A.J. Hoffman in 20 minutes can eat over six. He can eat six pies. I thought you were going to say 60,000 calories. What do you think about the number six? I, of those pies, I could eat six. If you, if you came in and hadn't ate for like an hour, or I'm sorry, for like 24 hours. Yeah, I could easily. I could eat more than six, probably. Eight and a half might be the right number. If I mean, if I hadn't eaten in 24 hours, yeah, yeah I could probably. Man, it's a lot of It's sweet, man. That, I, it you might hurt feel me. good after. Yeah, I, I, I'd also have to probably switch up the flavor of pie. I'd only I could do eight and a half coconut cream. But if I mixed in some chocolate, uh, some lemon. like Smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah. Got to get your fruit in. Is the Black Bear Diner a sponsor? No, but they should. We be. will not mention them. If they just gave, if they just gave me a, you know, like a, a two hundred a month to eat over there, I'd do that real quick. And we'll get to the Super Bowl in a sec, if you know. My is a takeover. It's been what a year and a half the the famous Black Bear Diner incident. It's when Scott started. Well, we had a seven, we had a seven o'clock meeting, dinner meeting. Everyone's, dinner meeting. Yep. Everyone's there. AJ, I goes, wasn't there. Well, this was the essential crew. Okay, fair enough. And, <laughs> and, and, and AJ goes, oh, I got, it was something like my wife wants to go apple picking. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but you had some event. And he goes, I'm oh, almost certain it was baseball related. And I'll show up, I'll, I'll show up at the end. We yes. Go, That's fine. Yeah. He walks in at the end, sits down and goes, 
He like starts motioning to the waitress. They're shutting but, down. But, but that's fine because at that point we were on dessert. Yeah, we're eating pie. So we're thinking AJ's going to come in, pie. cup of coffee, yeah, pie, I, slice of pie, and I hope he probably offers us. to pay for it. But I think I'm going to cover it. Join us for dessert. Yeah. He goes, "What's good here? The veal." <laughs> <laughs> they got the best meal in the city. And then he goes and starts like ordering a six-course meal. I ordered a sandwich. It wasn't a sandwich. It was a club sandwich. With fries and fruit and soup. No. Soup is not a meal. Yeah, it was uh, no soup. <laughs> All right. But have you reconsidered that in height? Yes. All yes. Right. See, he's growing. All right. Well, now we had the pie, so now <laughs> everything's – everyone made amends. So, Fez, what's your case on this? You, I mean, like, what's your take? Because let's be honest. Yesterday you were acting like the professor correcting your student, RJ. Because <laughs> I, I said I think you take – you kick. Is which is I, my side. All right, let me let me make my case. The, the, the only way to prove this is you really have to do like a fifty thousand game Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo simulation. Okay. That that and that really you know would would be the way to go. I'm convinced it would be close. So, so I got six six sided die. Can I do that right now? No, you need some of the twelve, some of the eight. <laughs> you need you need <laughs> right. It's complicated. Um, I I absolutely I agree. It's nice to know. What you need. That's a key advantage, and we and people bring up all the time the college football overtime rules. Hey, it's better to go second, and although Colorado primetime took the ball in the second overtime one time. But, um, yeah, you want to go second because, hey, if the other team scores zero, you know you need a field goal You've to win. you got the advantage of information. Exactly. If they do seven, you know you need a touchdown. You know, where the real the one stickler that's a little bit comp- more complex is the three. The three is a little bit of a nightmare. I would argue, even at the end of regulation, KC's driving into the game. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're down three, and they're like, oh, we really and don't know. Time what we was need. an issue there. Mm. At the end of that, yeah, for sure. They were kind of running clock, though, to try to run the clock down. But, they but didn't at the end, get, they at, had a play left before four. Right. And they we'll get to it with like seven seconds. With six seconds. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. But the um, but three, you're not certain if the, I mean, you know, you need a touchdown to win, but you're like, I don't know if I'm going to win if I get a three. I'm going to be an underdog if I get a three. So if you get a fourth and four, in the red zone, you probably should go for it. If you get a fourth and we're six, if you got the ball first, you if we're talking about if you get the ball seconds. Okay, and what and what did the other team do in this hypothetical? They field goal. If they okay. field goal, now you don't have perfect information. Now you have imperfect information because you don't know if you tie the game whether you're going to win or lose. You're probably only going to win like forty four percent of the time. And if you tie the game, and how do you tie? Touchdown, touchdown. If you both kick extra points, which should never happen. Field goal, field goal, or punt, and you got the ball, or even turnover, turnover, could happen. Yeah, but the turnover wouldn't be a decision. If they turned the ball over, it'd be like a punt, effectively, where yeah. they didn't punt, score. When we say punt, that's basically we're saying the most likely no, no score. score. They give up possession yeah. without scoring. Yeah. Is if, when you know that information, well, if you're the first team, all right, you're going to be aggressive, normally aggressive, but no more necessarily, because you can stop them just as easy. You're right? screwed, yeah. You, you might kick an extra or a field goal or whatever. Now, that's interesting. Let's go to the touchdown real quick because I just thought of something. If I score the touchdown first and I kick seven, you, have you to score kick. the second touchdown. You have to go for two. You have, have to, to go, go for two. Because you, you, should, you should never allow that third sudden death possession. Because you're going to win 50% of the time. This is almost like the 14 to six going for two with the eight. It, it, the, the win count's about the same in that yeah, one, right? Well, you're, you're, I think it's different, but you're, you're going to win 50% of the time if you go for two. Mm-hmm. And the second you, you kick the extra point, 
Well, the other team's clearly favored. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. be like a minus 140 favorite at least yeah. because they got the ball and they only need a field goal to win. Okay. So, but also, if you're if it's fourth and four on the 30 and they kick the field goal and you got the ball second, you're going to be extra aggressive because you want to avoid that third possession. Exactly. So, back of the envelope, fourth and four, you would go. Fourth and seven, I think you got to kick. And that's the thing. Knowing what you have to do on that second possession dictates the play calling. Because look at the 49ers on that opening drive. Okay, they got down in the red zone. They got down to the nine-yard line and attempted a pass on third down and settled for the field goal on fourth down. And if they knew that they had to do something else there, don't you think maybe they run the ball on third down, set themselves up for a fourth and manageable? That's the Eagles' argument, which is your third down call gets affected by going forward on fourth. Exactly. So when you have the ball second and you know you need a touchdown to tie the game or you just need any score to tie the game, the decisions are made for you. Now you have four downs to get a first down as opposed to three and then deciding if you're going to punt or not. Absolutely. You have that advantage, and that advantage to me is just it, it's, it's too massive. And the other thing here is the preparation for both of these teams has to be under the consideration. You talk about well, having it wasn't the information. Because the Chiefs were prepared for this. The 49ers weren't. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan did say what you're arguing, Fez, after the game. He said, we wanted to, guarantee, we wanted to have the third, the third possession. possession. Yeah. But several 49ers players after the game said that they didn't know the overtime rules. They weren't in on the memo. And if they scored a touchdown, how hilarious would it have been if they scored a touchdown and celebrated like they won the game, but then the Chiefs get the ball back? I mean, to be fair, McCall Hardman didn't know that he'd won the game either. Well, he said he blacked (laughs) out. People were worried about about the clock ticking, that somehow they had to do it by the end of the fourth. No, the new overtime rules, it would have gone to a second overtime. They're allowed to finish the possession. But even the announcers weren't talking about that. I give the ref credit here. He's like, gentlemen, we are starting a brand new... New game, mm-hmm. game. The way he used his words was excellent. But games don't end when you on the third possession in sudden death. So what I'm saying is that Fair doesn't enough. tell yeah, the yeah, story. Yeah, like the Chiefs, the Chiefs had the opportunity to finish their possession. If the quarter would have ran out, they would have started a second overtime quarter and allowed them to Scott, finish the Scott possession. Scott said they have a, a massive, massive edge. I agree, it's a significant edge. I would not quantify it as massive, and here's why. Let me ask you guys: Do you think every college football coach is just a complete and utter dummy? No. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> uh, I hear, yes, no. I hear. So, no. RJ, you say no. Well, well. so well, the data says, is it so in but, college, but everyone, gets so both, but, but everyone gets two possessions. They get the same amount of possessions, Let right? me address this. All right. So, Scott has made the case getting the ball second is a massive advantage. And it's from the 25 in college, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, so, it would still be a massive advantage in college, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, I riddled me this. Why in the heck, when there's like a game that's not a big underdog, RJ gets the ball first. He scores a touchdown. I get the ball first. And first overtime, I score a touchdown. Obviously, I have to go for two because I'm going to face a massive disadvantage no, in this. Because, let because, me finish. Because let you're me... guaranteed another yeah, possession. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let me finish. I'm going to face a massive disadvantage if I kick the extra point because Scott Seidenberg just told me going second is a massive advantage in the second overtime, and I'm going to have to go first. Says going second is a massive advantage when the third possession is never guaranteed. If it's sudden death. But the it's, third. The, 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 the 49ers getting a second possession is not guaranteed in college football if they're both tied and then the 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 what team A gets their second overtime possession 
Team B still gets their second overtime possession also. I, I under, but but the team that gets to go the team that gets to go second in overtime mm-hmm. in college football overtimes. If you looked it up, they have a clear advantage. It is but that's not, why it alternates. It, it, it alternates, but the but but the team that gets to play defense on the first um, overtime does have a clear advantage. But it is not massive. It's just clear. And 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 the difference between the college is it, it is it alternates and here it doesn't alternate. And I would my argument that I'm making is that if if, if having perfect information was such a massive edge, nobody would ever kick an extra. Well that's point not in a very good argument. Let, why? Let, How come? Because here's why I think if the situation was like college, meaning they were alternating possessions that everyone got the same amount of possessions, right? Is you would you be thinking on the kickoff, like kick or or take the ball? What would you do? Like let's say it's the same situation as college. Would you take the ball second or first? I would always take the ball second. Exactly because I get both that, advantages. There is that advantage, but in this case you wouldn't get both. Oh, because, because they both get two and two. Yeah. Okay, so I yeah, think yeah. we all agree if there isn't a avoid or a third down that's or I'm sorry third possession that's sudden death is the mm-hmm. way we should probably say it. the third possession being sudden death is the one advantage of being first, the information is the advantage of being second, the question is, which is bigger? Well, and, and my the reason where I was going is that it can't be that massive an advantage because if, if going second was a massive, enormous advantage, then no one in college football would ever allow – uh, to, to, when they're going into second overtime, they're like, oh, we got to go first. We're going to be at a massive disadvantage. We got to well, end this game now. They always go first, right? Well, I'm sorry, they always go second. When, when goes, no one ever chooses when it to goes, go first. Uh, when, yes. always so when it goes, second. when you score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and I actually feel this, this is the case, and I get a touchdown, I have to go for two because I'm screwed because I'm at a disadvantage in the second overtime because I got to go first. But you know what? Well, the, in that case, the question is, what's the shortfall of going for two versus kicking the extra point, meaning less than, well, what's the extra point in college? Ninety-five percent. Yeah, call it that, yeah. call it all fifty. Yeah. Call it one hundred percent fifty. Yeah, so, it's, so it's I win the game half the time. Clearly, if it is half the time, if, if it's not, yeah. if we're pick'em teams, clearly, if I go into that second overtime and I'm starting with the ball, I am screwed. I am winning. Well, you're at a disadvantage. I'm at a disadvantage. But my point that I'm making is I'm not at this enormous, massive disadvantage, or else all these college football teams would say, "Screw that, we're never going to do this." See, I, I think there's I think there's different ways to look at it. And Fez, you're looking at it from a, a an analytical perspective, a mathematical well, I don't think he perspective. Really is. Because let's break it. If you don't mind, let's sure. break it down. You are an in-game betting guru. You just that's yeah. one of your bet. <laughs> yes, you're right. Guru, <laughs> guru is a good word. Is what are the uh, a typical uh, Kansas City or let's say this these teams? Mahomes is Mahomes, but let's just say average teams. You get the kickoff and it's let's say it's sudden death. What's the the team with the ball get, is what minus what? It moves thirty cents. Minus one thirty plus one thirty. That that would be if there if if it was sudden death. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So now we've we just quantify what the ball is worth in sudden death. Would you agree with that approximately? I, I I've seen games where it gets to one thirty. I think if it's anything, it it's a little bit more. If not, I think it's not less. Be, I think it gets bet up more, but I don't think it's worth that much. So more. let's call yeah. it one thirty five or yeah. one thirty for. Let's do one thirty. Okay. So now we know it goes from. This is no vig in, or I guess there is vig in this one, right? So let's call the true line one thirty. That would be perfect. So right? you win like fifty seven percent. Yeah. No. Vi- all right. So fifty seven percent. So what we're saying is there's a seven percent edge. Getting the ball first and sudden death. Does that sound if right? It go, if it goes to the so I got data to back this up. Here, okay, so yeah. if you, this so from 2017. This is from the NFL's uh, operations. Uh, Michael Lopez, the yes, guy that yes. created the overtime, the analytics guy. So from 2017 to 2021, the team receiving the ball first in overtime averaged 1.6 possessions per overtime. 
the team kicking off 1.1 possessions. I don't okay. think that's so, helpful. So it's it's a half a possession. There's your data right there. Well, it's data. So yeah. now the question is, how often do you score in a possession? How, how much is that half worth? Right. Yeah. But I think I think the month, the Vegas month. I think that your way is a valid approach. But we, how often do they win? I just have the number of possessions <laughs> yeah. here. All right. yeah. So let's agree it's worth thirty cents. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? Uh, no yeah. big line is thirty. Okay. So now the question is, how do we quantify how often do teams who have the advantage, right? Now it's three scenarios, right? It's tie, so they know a score wins for them, right? Or it would be a field goal, so they need a field goal, a touchdown wins, or it's a touchdown, they need a touchdown and kick the two. There's all those scenarios. We'd have to blend those and say, and there's not enough data. See, Lopez wrote an article on this that's up at his own blog that I read about two years ago in which he said there's not enough games to actually uh, do a Monte Carlo or do a simulation. So what he did was it was very clever. He said, I'm going to play a Monte Carlo, but I'm going to take game or plays from random places say it's second and seven let's look at all second and sevens in this situation you know and he was able to and that's how he built this model i i think it's probably close to 50 50 at this point yeah i think it is close to 50 50 i think it's a very close call so again because i think there's a couple factors that mitigate it right but let's quantify that real quick what we just talked about we're saying the the knowledge advantage that you love scott Mm -hmm is worth about as much as the third possession advantage that's sudden death. That those are about equal is what the assumption is, right? That I disagree with. Then how can it be equal? Then? Because the knowledge advantage comes into play 100% of the time. Uh-huh. And that's the, my and point. And the third, possession, okay, the yeah, third yeah. possession is worth more. But net, net, Okay, I agree with that. Right? Yeah, but so net, weighted net. average, yeah. if, if, it's worth the same. Yeah. And, and not just that, and this is when I talked about the, the preparation of both teams – Patrick Mahomes said after the game, we talked about this. We knew what we were going to do. Mm -hmm. We knew we were going to go for two if we had to. Mm -hmm. So they knew going into that overtime, all scenarios. And that knowledge, that preparation, it changes the play calling. It changes how you go about, you know, manufacturing your drive. Sam Fran should have had that too. And, and, you know, it's interesting about this. The the irony is that let's say San Fran said, you know, we'll – We'll go ahead and, and, you know, kick off, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll take the ball second. And then they tied. Let's say they both got they threes. They would have kicked the extra point. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's say uh, they both got three. So they both punted, whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say Kansas City starts with the ball. They get a fourth and one. They punt. And then San Fran punts. And then the, 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 So now it's the third possession. Now it's the third possession, and Mahomes has the ball. And it's like, here come. How can you defer? Like, you, 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 if, if you tied after, if, after one possession each, you're just giving Mahomes the ball. The game's over. Of course, he's going to get a field goal for certain. Okay. So here's where I think that mitigates it towards in this, in, in this situation, I think – that kicking would have been no. I actually think this pushes it towards what I don't like as much, which is taking the ball. Here's why: the San Francisco defense was dog tired. Great point. Dog they were tired. dog tired. The idea that Casey's going to go down and score, and then we tell that defense get back on the field and defend them the first possession, right? Yeah, that's tough. I you you got to take that and ball. That could be what Kyle Shanahan was thinking about: is Kansas City just march down the field? 
and tied this game, my defense needs time to breathe. So I'm going to take the ball first and put it in the hands of my guys and give my defense time. By, to, by time the to way, breathe. going back to that 14-6, it's, it's important that I bring up the point. Some people would say, well, well, now wait a minute. With this whole touchdown-touchdown permutation, we can avoid this. We'll just go for two after our touchdown when we get the ball first. Okay. And then this is where the 14-6 comes in. That's a disastrous decision to, to, to go you can't, for two. There's no way to come back from that where with the 14-6, you get two chances. If you miss the first one, you get a exactly. second chance. Yeah. So what happens if you miss it? we got to assume touchdown, touchdown. If you miss it, you lose. So half the time you lose, and if you get it, you only win half the time. And since the other it's less than, for two. in theory, it's slightly less than half as much as you make the extra point, it, there's a net negative to going for two. There's got to be another reason to go for two. Right, but even if you had a 67% chance of making it, it's still the wrong thing to do. If you're the first well, see, I disagree score. with that because you would want – oh, that's interesting – so what would be the – because in a way, it's reversing that issue where I, they I, have I all the you, information. I think you need 71%. At okay. 71%, right. it's break-even. All right. So what we're saying is this. All things equal, these are even. I think the decision should be simple. If you were playing defense just now, you take the ball. Game script. I agree right. with this. And if you weren't playing – if you're the one that just scored mm -hmm. and you win the – and you win, if, if Casey went, won that toss, they should have taken the ball. Forget because because you put San Francisco's now you beat up defense back on the field exactly so I think that's the driver. That, of you know, it. That's a great point because I think if Casey had won the toss, they would have taken the ball. So how can San Fran's decision to take the ball be incorrect? Yes, yeah, I think it probably was correct because of the fatigue. That's an interesting point. I don't think they would have because the way that they spoke after the game and the way that Kelsey commented on it, like he he insinuated that the 49ers did them a favor. He would have punched Andy Reid if he didn't like, agree yeah. with him. He, he insinuated that the 49ers did them a favor by taking the ball because, like, they wanted to go second because of everything. They were prepared for this. Like Mahomes was saying, if they were, if they needed a touchdown, they already knew they were going for two. Like, they, I just I, wanna, they I, went over the whole overtime scenario and, you know, I'm, he was like, we had a guy come in to tell us the whole thing. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just Arnold, Arnold Horshack and, like, in the sweat hog. Um, I, I keep interrupting RJ. I'm no, sorry about that. And then I forget what my, what my, my, my point will so be. The, the, low, the, IQ, the yeah. low football IQ is staggering. In terms of, we talked about um, your favorite. From whom? From whom? From the football players. Okay. The um, we talked about Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will never watch games. Like on Sunday, didn't watch games um, with his. He spent it with his girlfriend. Like he has no idea what's going on. It's like, what rock have you been under that you you don't know the the, the overtime rules? Like literally, like. Everyone yeah, I know sometimes knows. Sometimes, if you're way inside, the aficionados the on the outside have time to worry about that. They're worried about, you know, lifting 600 pounds. You know, I, and, and pursuant to that, and Scott will appreciate well, this. Well, McNabb was the one famously that didn't, yeah, didn't know, know yeah. Could, yeah, the tie. Yeah. So, so, so I saw a clip of Barry Bonds, the baseball guys. You're going to love this, RJ. All so, right. bases loaded. I think there was one out. Barry Bonds hits a sky high pop up. So, in, he's back in the league? This 20 years ago. Okay. Infield fly <laughs> roll. Infield fly roll. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why. The guy on third, runs halfway down the line. I don't know. We maybe thought there was two outs. I don't know what he was doing. The ball drops. Okay, so drop, but but Bonds is out. Infield fly roll. And so the third baseman just just picks it up and he shovels it to the catcher who catches it for the tag out for the out. Okay. And like and he walks away, like the inning's over, and then there's a long pause, and the guy in third, he scores because runners can advance um at their own risk. It's that Bonds was out and he was advancing and he scored the run. 
And it was like the most amazing, like like none of the players, none of the infielders knew the infield fly rule in baseball. I think in baseball it's more of, or is less excusable because they're sitting around all day <laughs> dipping, <laughs> dipping uh, Copenhagen. Have you guys seen that play? AJ's seen I've that seen play. that play. I mean, it's just amazing. All right, so back to football, back to the mm. present day. Is that okay? Yes. If we, do? <laughs> we had a little dinner meeting and, and Steve's like, you know, we got great podcasts, but we got to shorten them up. You know, like if we can shave a half hour, I think I know where some cuts could come. I'm just man. <laughs> All right. So now I want this is, in my opinion, Scott, as the host, you're the host. This is a segue into Shanahan and how the narrative is now out that his team didn't know. Yeah. Here's the quote from Kyle Juszczyk, who's the 49ers uh, fullback. Quote, I didn't even realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you just want the ball to score a touchdown and win. I guess that's not the case. I don't. I, I guess the rumor is. I don't totally know the strategy there. We hadn't talked about it. And that, to me, that's the difference between the, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Mahomes, after the game, told us they had a guy come in, and, ex- and they went over all the playoff overtime scenarios. And the 49ers did not. They were not prepared for it. So Granted, it's only happened one other time in the Super Bowl. Wow. But guess who was a coach in that game? Kyle Shanahan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, only overtime, but these rules the Overtime, I'm saying. Yeah, but these rules weren't the case then. Yeah, yeah this is the first time these rules yeah. have I been I know, but if there it. was any coach yeah, yeah. that was worried about overtime rules, don't you think it would be the guy that lost on the old overtime rules? So what's happened in San Francisco? A brain drain. They've been so successful. People have wanted the Shanahan tree so much that every coordinator of theirs seems to get hired. Like Slovic in Houston on the offensive side, who wasn't even a fact. I don't know if he was the coordinator or not. Shanahan's the coordinator, mm-hmm. right? By He's name, the pass, passing game coordinator. Yeah, and then you've got their defensive guys getting, you know, uh, poached left and right. Kind of makes head sense. coach in Houston, D'Amico Ryan's, and let's and also in the Jets, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Didn't Kyle seem particularly stressed out this week? He's complaining about the sod. Mm-hmm. He's complaining about fire alarms. He felt the pressure of what's happening right now, which is him being labeled now can't win the big one. That causes a guy like that usually to tighten up, to go inside and just work yours. I mean, he looked like he was like age 10 years in the last two. He's working his balls off. He doesn't seem like he has people to lean on. And maybe that's why something like that happens. This is now the third Super Bowl that he was the primary offensive play caller in. Mm-hmm. Two as the head coach, one is just an OC. All three games, he had a double-digit lead. All I, three games, I, they lost. I generally kind of agree with what you're saying, RJ. It's like, And I think this is something that Belichick's mastered because it's hard being the smartest guy in the room. And I th- I don't think there's a ton of NFL head coaches. I'm who are th- I, I appreciate you're finally feeling my burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think every NFL head coach is the smartest guy on the staff. But I think in some cases, like in Belichick's case, and I think Kyle Shanahan's case. He's an case, innovator, for sure. These are the, like, they are the football genius in the building, and they just happen to be in charge of the final decision. So I do think it is an extra burden when you're the smartest guy what? looking around and saying, which of these guys am I going to ask? Guys like that trust slowly, but he had guys he trusted. And remember, with Belichick, he lost Ernie Adams, he lost Scarnecchia, and then things didn't go as well. RJ, give and me Brady. ten. Spend ten seconds. Give me a vocabulary word that would describe being the smartest guy in the world and just the burden that you carry. The guy. Um, well, I'll be sarcastic because I'm not. Let me see. What's the good word for the? Um, uh, not the pain, the burden, the onus, the. 
Uh, syphophytic. I don't know. Go ahead. So I, I, so I'm, I'm going to go syphophytic. It sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> I think I made that that's, up. That's fine. Like the onus. I like that. Okay. Yes. The burden. Maybe you're going with like Sisyphus, like with the rock. Yeah. 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 Nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever see the movie um, The Assassination of Jesse James by the yes. coward Robert Ford? Remember the scene where Jesse is like watching the dude when he's sleeping? It's a great movie. You haven't seen this guy? No. You would love this. I put it on the list. It's, it's almost as good. What was the name of that movie I turned you guys? The comedy? Oh, uh, Cedar Rapids. Oh, yeah. awesome. But he's sitting up at night and he played Jesse James, right? Brad Pitt. And he was like a guy that would shoot people because he thought they were going to turn on him. He was like, he was always very vigilant. And he's sitting up at night. He goes, no one ever wants. And the guy wakes up and he goes, what are you looking at, Jesse? And he's watching. He goes, no one wonders and ever say, poor Jesse. You know, it, the, the, like it was a burn for Jesse James to have yeah. to do that. And with, with, with anyone who's leading a group, if they're not social, that, Andy Reid's a genius. If it's football geniuses, mm-hmm. Andy Reid's one of them. Yep. He doesn't have any of that problem. He he has a he's congenial. He's he's a people person. Most brilliant people aren't. They get brilliant because they're by themselves reading and thinking. It's a great point. I mean, uh, Shanahan seems like the opposite of that, where he does seem like he's locked in and and it's not fun to work for him. The thing ask- also that that separates uh, sorry, it separates you know Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. You just talked about it. Everyone's poaching the assistants from the 49ers year in year out, whereas Andy Reid has this stability in the organization. Spagnuolo has been there as the D.C. forever. Up until this year, Biennemi was there year in and year out. And even when Biennemi leaves, he brings back Matt Nagy, who was there for all those years with Biennemi. But doesn't that speak poorly of Andy Reid? Meaning people aren't turning down head coaching jobs to stay his coordinator. It's just it seems like more people want Shanahan's people. You know, we, uh, last, right? last week we, uh, we had Chris Sims on the show. Oh, that's great. And Chris Sims is... Best friends with Kyle Shanahan has yeah. been since college, and uh, and he, w- he was talking about texting with Chris during the week. He's like, "Yeah, we always text." He's like, "But I know better than to, t- to text him about football stuff because mm-hmm. he, d- he doesn't want to talk to anybody about football stuff." Like when he's it- a true innovator. I mean, he has changed. I mean, who has changed? I mean, I would say even more than Andy Reid, he's changed the way football is played in 2024 more than anyone in the last 10 years. Right? Who would be the competitor? I mean, Andy Reid's closest one. Yeah. Um, by the way, Sims, real quick, great on the draft, quarterbacks especially, because he's willing to say this guy everyone else has second. I've got him ninth. Yeah. So I would say when the draft ramps up, try to get him on okay. again. I would say for sure. Betting proposition, and I'm willing to book any action here. Uh, number of championships for Mahomes, rest of his career. I'm going to set the number two over plus 120, under minus 140. Under is the favorite. Well, here's, That's my line. Here's, you said it at two. Sorry. One and a half is the right line. Here's what's fascinating. Well, okay. Here, you think so? I think one and a half is the right line. Here's what's fascinating. I'll go over one and a half. Here's what's fascinating. <laughs> the fact that if Mahomes had won one game against Brady, Brady would have six. Mm-hmm. Mahomes would now have four. Your total would make him 50% to tie Brady. So, like, that game... And the fact is, you believe Mahomes played an amazing game that game will probably be the thing that makes it where Brady goes down in 100 years as the best player of all time. Remember, D4 jumped offside. Yeah. In the yeah, AFC and title game. Did, did the New England win the, the Super they Bowl did. that year? Yeah, it would so, have been so against the Rams. Yeah, yeah. so even if, even if Casey loses, now, now he's down to five. So, yeah, so one or two games 
could have, I mean, what I'm saying could swing the entire legacy of the greatest football player of all and, time. And but there's a couple of crazy plays by the Giants that could have made it where it's just an <laughs> un- unfathomable number <laughs> that no one would ever but reach. But there's only one game in which it swung by two. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. But, but, but what's interesting is the narrative is like, oh, well, the Chiefs are just this dynasty and now they're going to win five out of six. And like, but but the numbers don't, don't that they belie that. The Kansas City isn't even the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Now. I, I still, San Fran. second favorite, yeah. yeah. Just at the, at the end of that game, I said, it's crazy that, I still don't believe Kansas City's like even they might be the fourth best team. What does that say though? In a year where Kansas City was not as great as they've been in the past, in a year that Mahomes was worse than he's been in the past, they still win the Super Bowl, not only winning the Super Bowl, by DVOA of their opponents, the hardest path to a championship. Ever mm-hmm. in the NFL and since they started tracking this, I mean, fifteen to one. If you, I mean, I'm sorry, that if you parlay to, mechanical if, parlay after the Miami game. So, so if you include the Miami, yeah, you actually get to twenty. Well, you to calculated one. this, AJ. Twenty three to one. It was uh, plus nine fifty, and then it went to uh, nineteen fifty or nineteen sixty. So you think about twenty to one. Almost. About twenty okay, to yeah. one. Yeah. So, so think about this though: Patriots, Chiefs. The Chiefs could have won every Super Bowl since Mahomes came in the league. Came in the league, knowing what we know now, which entering his second year, his first year starting, we never would have thought they would have been a favorite or close to it. But in hindsight, that was the D Ford game, right? Yeah. And then they could have obviously won the Super Bowl they lost. Well, no, I guess that one, no. That's the one you'd say. That, but really, you look the, the, at— They won coin flip Super Bowls. Yeah. The wins have all been coin flips. And that, the Patriots is the same thing. You could make the case the Philly game, the second or the first Philly game with McNabb, they had that one. Even though it fell three, they let him score from 10 to three late because it took him nine minutes. So one, one like clear the Panthers win, game, they could have easily lost. Easy. One clear win and nine could go either way. Yeah. So in a weird way, we've got two dynasties that each have had maybe one clear win each or one clear loss on Kansas City one I mean Kansas City hasn't had a clear win yeah so KC Scott likes under two what what about both of you I think it's I I think that all of history tells us that he might never get back to it all on Dan Marino but I would not even consider betting under yeah no I I like two that's why I say one and a half number I would go two. two. Oh, I can't well, go well, over two. You can't like one and a half and But two. that's why it's a good number. You can't yeah, like both of the yeah. but I think one and a half is the true number. And then you make the. You Maybe. Know. I got one and a half in my pocket that yeah. I bet earlier. <laughs> you sure. bet the over one and a half. It's great. A- it's AJ, 20 bucks. AJ, you like, you like over two. I like. I. I certainly wouldn't bet the under. I'm with RJ. I, there's no way I'm, I'm, I'm done betting against Patrick Mahomes. AJ Hoffman documented 64% so of the dream pod last two years. Which dynasty, because we're going to call this a dynasty, which dynasty is more impressive, the Patriots run or this current Kansas City Chiefs run? It's by far the Patriots, but I would make the case the Patriots have never had a run as impressive over this period of time. So is we call this six years. This six years is better than any six years of the Patriots. That's, but the Patriots had longevity more they had years. 20, That's well yeah. said. But I would argue that what the Cowboys won three out of four with Aikman and and, yep. and, and, and the like. And I would and say they, they won with Barry Switzer. And they were more. Yeah, they they, they won with Barry Switzer. They're more impressed. I mean that 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 team was that a was pre that was pre salary cap. Wow. But are there no, more? No, it's hard. Look, the Steelers were, we're better. Not, we're, we're not debating the reasons. We're just debating <laughs> the, how yeah, good well, the teams the were. The Steelers were the best team of all time in the 70s. Yeah. There's just no debate. Yes. But are, is the competition better now? Like, are there more teams oh, now capable of winning a Super Bowl than there were you know, now, in the Patriots' heyday? I think this is an interesting question. So the question isn't who who's the better players now or then. Mm-hmm. The question is relative to who you're playing. Mm-hmm. I would make the case it's harder to win now for one reason. There's so much money in it. All the teams are somewhat professional. 
back in the 70s and 80s, some of these teams couldn't win because the owner wouldn't spend enough money, and it was just they had such an institutional deficit. What was the they, Bidwells in Arizona? You know, well, just, that might be yeah. still the case. And yeah, so, yeah. But, but, like, you know, Lombardi talks about the famous line that Bill Walsh told him. He goes, we're competing against seven other teams. There's eight yeah. teams that can win it, and the other ones and, can't. And, and, you know, that's the hard part of baseball. Because in baseball, to win a championship, you just have to make the playoffs. And then anything can happen. Even like, though it's a seven-game series even versus though one it, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, like like you look at the Marlins, and they can win you know, two, two world championships, and they suck. Pirate Jim Leland. Did you uh, – we talked about the Troy Aikman. Did you see the, the Troy Aikman tweet that made the rounds today? Oh, no. Dear, no yesterday? That's no not, not a good way. Uh, so back in 2019, the Athletic Kansas City tweeted out, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. Uh-huh. And Troy quote tweeted it and said, uh, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. <laughs> well, now, fast forward, he's got 100% of those Super Bowl titles that Troy well, Aikman had. I got to be honest, that that seemed like something Troy wouldn't typically say. I mean, that seems like you were really like lowering yourself. I, it, well, it, again, it was 2019. Patrick Mahomes hadn't won a single Super Bowl yet. And they were already like saying, "Oh, well, Patrick Mahomes better than Troy Aikman." So you think the chance of having three Super Bowls is la- is about equal to having one, uh, one more? Because um, how many? Let's be honest. Andy Reid's how? No, I think I think one is more common than three because I, I under two was minus one forty. Okay, right? Yeah, See, you I, agree with that, right? No, I don't. Oh, really? I would probably flip the fa- flip the minus one forty. Three I mean, is so many. Think of how many more years he's got left because he seems to love the game. There's some people that are looking to retire every chance they get. And he also can't get hurt. <laughs> I saw. What do you mean? Like last year in the Super Bowl, they're like, oh, his ankle, he's done for the game. And then he's back out there winning again. Like it's just the guy well, that, is a, that's a, a robot. Youth, that's a youthful thing. I mean, in theory. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, look true. at Aaron Rodgers. He went a long time. That's true. But I think the aspect you have to think of when you talk about Mahomes and the Chiefs is what everyone started to, you know, when, when you think about the Tyreek Hill situation. They trade away an all-pro wide receiver or they get rid of an all-pro wide receiver. And they win back-to-back Super Bowls without him. These are the two years. Of all the years Mahomes started, Yeah, these are the two years where Super Bowl was the least likely. Yes. And so if you're thinking about the capability of winning moving forward, well, you want to talk about spending money and roster construction. They've just proven over the last two years that they can win with money not going to certain places. But, but they oh, Go ahead. Well, well, RJ, you know all about this. So what happens is that you, you get that on your resume and super teams – become too expensive. So everyone becomes a star. But in a way, getting get, rid of Tyreek is what helped them. Do. If ooh, they can keep replaying. I, I don't, I, I, I think they, I think it hurt them. I just think they were just. They just hurt them. They won Super back-to-back Bowls. Super Bowls without them. Yeah, they would have won convincingly with them. <laughs> they won back-to-back Super Bowls. They, dra- <laughs> they draft Pacheco, and now he's, you know, it, yeah, RB1. It, Who's to say they don't draft another guy It in did hurt years? them, but they st- but now they're better set up for the next couple years than they would have been you know, with it's Hill. A great, it, it, it is interesting because with, with Hill, they would have had a much better team, but they probably would have lost in the playoffs because it just it, it's kind of like the, the butterfly flapping its wings and it changes history. Except but, now they've got to figure out how to keep these guys on defense, Chris yes. Jones, free agent. Well, they Legere probably only Sneed, get to keep one. Free agent. Yeah. Jones, Jones didn't have a great year. I mean, at times his pre- – I mean, from what the stats guy tell me, his run defense was horrible. I now think- that Harbaugh's there, you know, in, in, in L.A., that's going to be a big problem. You mean the run defense you mean? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. You think you think he'll run? I, I just more, more I, than, I, th- I think the Chargers are a legitimate contender now, and they. Oh, so this year is different. Yeah. Right, that brings out, if you don't mind, Scott, I've yeah, got a topic it. here. The first quarter played exactly like we expected, mm-hmm. AJ, and 
And the fourth quarter, this is kind of a new one I've always felt, and Steve, you've always been second half over first half scoring, is the defensive lines get so tired. It was like we had a chance to hit every – we hit one of those same-game parlays. We hit the Debo parlay, and yeah. remember we suggested laddering going yeah, various amounts of Yeah, even the extreme one that was 26-1, to 1, we missed by like four yards, you said. No, that was the 60-1. to 1 Oh, okay. We missed the 60-1 to 1 by four yards, by three rushing yards, because we went under <laughs> – the most extreme. The most extreme. The alternate under five and a half rushing yards and the – all alternate under 32 and a half receiving yards. You went yards. to the bottom of yes. You turned the ladder upside down and I, went to the he bottom. He had 33 of receiving yards, so a half a yard over, and he had eight rushing yards, so three yards. We missed it by four yards. That one, but then if you, even went, up, if you even went up one ladder, oh, you would have won. Any uh, incarnation yeah. of the Debo parlay would have If you added, if you added in Mitchell, you could have done even better because we just played Jennings, right? So we, we played Juwan Jennings. We over, played yeah. Mitchell. We talked about Mitchell over, and I, I think, agree. I think AJ and I fought about that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So, but, but think about this. We had the San Fran winning the first half. It could have been easy to to have the game if the total if it would have stayed that running game. Like the entering the fourth, if you had equated out and say typically how many yards additional percentage wise to the three quarter the first three quarters uh, number, let's say there's another thirty three percent or whatever the number is, we would have hit the San Fran one because every number was going under, right? Mm-hmm. And in theory, we would have hit the super under one, too. Remember, we had four different ones, right? One that KC was leading in half, one that San Fran was, one that there was real low scoring, and one with Debo. Yeah. We could have hit three of the four if the game would have continued one more quarter. It goes to show you the fourth quarter, that D gets tired and the score, the floodgates open. Well, yeah, if you look at the final possessions for – uh, the Chiefs went touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. And the yardage, too. Like, there was no yardage in this game. Everybody was going under. Kelsey had one I, yard. Yeah. Both quarterbacks went under Kelsey for the first half. Kelsey had one catch for both one Both quarterbacks yard went half. over for the game. That means they both went over in the second half. It's funny. I text the chain, what, about three minutes left in the third. I said, we could hit all these. <laughs> and then from that point on, it went down. You mushed it. <laughs> although, there are some I, although I were adamant about like 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 literally like baseball. You play a game of the year under eight and zero zero in the eighth, and you text them, "Great job on the on the going." Like, what the hell are you doing to me? Now we're gonna lose five four and twelve. You although know. I I although I needed overtime help for the uh, for, to hit my same game. Oh, right? here we go. Because I needed uh, Pacheco over rushing attempts. And he got and that, and he got that in overtime. He was at 16 going into the overtime. And he had two carries on that possession. You know, I would be remiss not to mention I'm old enough to remember when you could play no overtime, like minus 600. This was like a staple. We I, RJ knows this. Bet a lot to win a little. We we bet a lot to win a little, and the true odds are like like seven six uh, percent that at most. That, it's like 18 that, to one. Yeah, if it's a pick'em game, maybe it'll be a little bit more. Whatever. It's like. So now you had to lay like minus 1,200, and I was so used to laying on this bet minus 600, and literally I would like have my last 20,000 on me, and I just go, just give me, give me no overtime. Let me, let me, let me, I'm done with it. And this year I didn't, I did not make one bet on no overtime. It still rocked me because I lost like several players in overtime where I played under it post. Not that I gave them to my clients, but I got rogue lines. But um, my God, I would have gotten crushed if they would have still be dealing these no overtime minus 650 type lines. Well, several books here in town reported massive losses on the yes overtime prop. That's hilarious. So which is code for them saying we won money, 
But in that one prop, that one prop crushed us. The Nevada Gaming Commission requires reporting on how the, how all these books. Just so they all cry like, "How was the Super Bowl?" They go, "Oh, it was it was, it was bad Super so, Bowl." So 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 so, but not a good Super Bowl. You know what that means? That means that um, there's going to be um, there's not going to be crab and lobster cocktails. There's going to be shrimp cocktails to celebrate the the, the 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 win only being like instead of you know yeah four million dollars, the book's going to win two million. In a typical weekend, when you hear him say like. Yeah, it was mixed. Um, we won the big TV game and a couple others, but the second half of that Tampa Bay game didn't go our way. Exactly. That's- Think how good it is to be a bookie. So I'm betting I've, I've got I've got one one book has KC plus one twenty two and a half. Okay, and another book it's an exchange, and another book had San Fran minus one twenty. So like I'm laying minus one twenty, I'm taking plus one twenty two and a half, and I am feeling so fat because I've got a two and a half cent scalp. Think of compare and contrast that with a typical sports book. When one guy's walking up and says, "Give me ten dimes on KC minus a dollar ten, you know, on the on the spread," and the other one, the next person in line's like, "Give me San Fran, same amount minus a dollar ten, and they have a twenty cent strap. Cockroaches. Yep. Cockroaches. Yeah. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. But let me ask you this question, Faz. I personally, I don't think you've bought, it's bit you yet. It's bit Scott. It's bit AJ. It's bit me. I'm so much less interested in talking side and total. It, to me, that these, especially these same game parlays, are so handicappingly, richly fascinating to me. Oh, intellectually, 
It, it, it absolutely dominates. There's no reason, like, to, like, especially a Super Bowl where it's, like, so analyzed and like. And i got to be honest. Like, I like Kansas City. All right? I didn't yeah. give it out to my client. I, said, I think Kansas City was the clear right side. I said I, and like, I don't think In hindsight, I don't think that's wrong. I really don't. I, you know, I, I, I do think that if San Fran did get several players injured and they did but they weren't even the injured. Half, there was only one that was injured enough to leave the game. The Dre Greenlaw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Pretty yeah. Important. running out on the floor. Well, no, no. He he was what the twelfth most important coming in that game. Where would you put Greenlaw? Oh gosh, I'm the wrong guy. I would have said fourth just because I'm aware fourth, of him. Fourth on defense, on defense. Fourth. Oh, okay, yeah. so then you're saying right around half. Of, you yeah, know. not even close. I mean. It, off the top of the head, you got Bosa, you got Young, you got Ward, you got. Yeah. Well, young people can quite. What I'm yeah. saying is, he was probably. Young isn't. Yeah. Well, I, he played well. I, I mean, yeah, but going in. I think you could say 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, maybe. Yeah, right? Yeah, if you lose your 13th, 12th best but player. But Debo getting banged up, people would put him top three. Except he was banged up, but he played. He Everyone's badly. banged up. That's why, that's why Scott's ladder, like he climbed the ladder. Scott's ladder? <laughs> Our <laughs> ladder. It was mine. It's a team. Team. Yeah, it's a team. But. You just said something. You said it's it's more intellectually interesting, the same game parlays, and we know it's more titillating to the non-intellectual. The person that just wants action. No, uh, oh, when RJ said the non-intellectual, he looked right at me. No, for those who I couldn't see, you and then I he stared right at me and said, for the non-intellectual, then he paying, looked away sadly. Those who are paying attention, <laughs> the titulating is the, uh, the vocabulary word of the day that is not often used but was perfectly utilized as RJ does often. <laughs> you can tell we were just talking business. He's all being sweet. Now, let me, let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Are, aren't you drawn to him, AJ? I, I think I'm less than you. Yeah, because I because of the intellectual. Now, right. But what I'm saying is I think it appeals to both the – you know, Bob Dylan uh, has a great line. It says, uh, I've never known love outside my door, blah, blah, blah. He goes, it's always hit me from below. Love always hit – which is code for like, you know, base, animal, sexual, right? Down there. I think it hits you down there and it hits you up here. And if something hits you both places – it, it's hitting you. Scott, be honest. You love having a 16 parlay that's 4 0. Better than anything. Your girlfriend's oh, like, oh. Oh, yeah. Listen, we don't I, need to watch I, the I do, I, game. No. I do. Listen, I do same game parlays every single week, right? This past week, I hit it. Felt good about it. And you uh, got and you won for the season off the one hit. It was yes. like 24 to 1 or whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was 22 to 1. Yeah. Have you ever but, said, I'll check the scores tomorrow morning? On no. A, of course not. No. But <laughs> I've also, like, I've also been there where, like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm the king of losing by one leg. Right and and it's always like I go back and I, I go back and I'm like oh my goodness why did I do Kittle over three and a half I could have done the alternate Kittle over two you it's know? like a, it's like a slot machine it gives you the almost payout that actually draws you in yeah. more if you play an eighteen parlay um, for every winner how many times will you miss by one oh that's interesting so eight times right oh I'm sorry let me see for every time that you win seven how often will every you time win you win it? you go eight no how many times will you go seven and one. Okay, so I think you already people, answered. Yeah, the people would say 50 50. It's yeah. two to one. Okay, yeah, because it's, actu- it's actually eight. T- so you're going to have eight missed by one. So, Scotty, mm-hmm. you, you're not being unlucky. No, it's just that's what happens. Yeah. Yes. That's why it keeps ramping up. But what I'm saying is, Steve, you just said it's so much more intellectually interesting. He just said, and we all are saying how titillating it is. So you get the dummies playing it and you got the, the, the brilliant people playing it. And it's not like people are one or the other. There's some dummy brilliant and brilliant dummy. And together, it's affecting them both high and low. I think what we got to do is figure a way to beat it. 
Because if we, can I think beat, we have. I think we've gotten close. We've hit a bunch this season, and, and I think that we have figured out the right way to we've go won about for these sure. same game. We've won for sure. I, I will. I will volunteer. Uh-huh. Something and and you couldn't play this at very many books, okay? okay? But this was really clever. My friend Pastrami came up with this. Mm-hmm. So he researched. So San Francisco, and I'm sorry to bring it up after the fact. And most places oh. didn't let you play. San Francisco calls tails seven straight times during the season. Tails, 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 tails. And they've had a very successful season. So it was very likely they would call tails. Well, what good does that do me? Well, you could find a book. What will they call? But that's kind of predetermined knowledge. Some books don't offer that. But what one book at least did offer, you could parlay team to win the coin toss to what the coin toss would land on. And if the coin toss was going to land tails, then San Fran. So on a 50-50 proposition, you were getting a, a parlay price. Exactly. So let's Something think, to look for. Yeah, yeah. So let's think about this a second. Is It hit me, and I just want to throw it out there for a quick discussion. The tackles parlayed with the catches. So one of the things that I heard mm. people say was, that, for example, we knew Kittle or we knew that, um, let's think about that, Kelsey was going to get a lot of throws to him, right? So the question is, do we think he is or isn't? If we think he is, then do we look at Fred Fred Warner Warner mm-hmm. to have over tackles? Well, so that's like, good. That yeah, makes sense. So your cornerback bet, how did it do? Uh, easy winner. Okay. Because I, I can't remember. Did you have the um, – did you have the San Fran quarter cornerbacks or the KC? San Fran corner, yeah. Charverius Ward under four and a half. I think. How many I, did he get? Two. Four. I, oh, he had four. Oh, did he have four? Oh, he had two up until the very end then. See, so I, I actually was worried about that because what, what, the, did you notice that Isaiah. Um, Pacheco? No, no, no. The, the receiver, that, the second round pick. Am I, Isaiah the wrong? For Kansas City. He's the best. Rushy Rice? Rushy Rice. Rice. I'm sorry, yep. yeah. So Rice. They said he that, that that what the San Fran defense gives up is little out mm, like little, little yeah little well he was saying like more like uh, seven yards and out and you get a quick seven it's like a quick seven quick seven his over under was like six and a half it's like that seemed way high well the theory was against his D they were going to be thrown mm. over there that, like a lot of five yard gains I think he hit was six it? six catches on eight targets yeah but but how many yards it was like four thirty nine so mm. so. I started thinking, well, that makes sense that the cornerback would be tackling a lot in theory, right? Because if he's going out of bounds, but he pushes him, do they get in this? No, get, it is. But remember, I took the cornerback who was gonna, who was opposite Rashi Rice's side. Now, that's smart. Yeah. Because, but you weren't thinking there was going to be so many of those little outs, but you were thinking he's going to get out of the All the targets are going to go to Rice. Yeah, but so it, I, when I downloaded all the play-by-play again, right? And I'm looking to see in each defense – What's the correlation between who catches the ball and who gets tackles? Because in some D, maybe the safety covers the tight end. Mm -hmm. And if we can find correlations and then you come in against a good tight end, all of a sudden we go his catches over with the the D-back, whoever's guarding him, over tackles. I I think that – you know, pulling back the curtain, your emphasis on the defense makes so much sense in it because everybody focuses on the offense. So if you, you – I look at the NBA, right? If a guy has a tough matchup, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's going for a really good defensive center and he plays in the paint, he's probably going to go under, right? I mean, so it just makes sense. The matchup is oftentimes much more important than what that player's average has been. But this is even better because in that one you can bet against the offense, but you can't bet on the defense. Yeah. Here you can bet on or off both sides of the ball and, and – it's a, it'll be correlated. You know, that, and, and the defense, frankly, is like like the next frontier that I'm thinking like like 
going forward in these Super Bowls, it's like AJ's handicap on Ward. That, that was makes, good. That makes so much sense to really focus on that. Did, did the San Fran punter not get there? He did not get there. Every Mark, punt was 50 yards. Yep, he was right at it every time. I saw you the like KC punter went over. He had like five punts and his, and he averaged over 50 yards. How does he not get a 56 yarder? But I heard people celebrating that one that one punt would go over a certain amount. Why why was it that we split it out like that? It wasn't up yet that prop. Okay, that, yeah, it was because it went oh the one went way over. Yeah, 61, the, yeah. the yards. Yeah, a 60 something yard. Punt. Well, listen, if you got two pieces and one was a lock and the other was tight, that's a good bat. I'll take it. I mean, that's the you know you went through. Actually, the, the the punter we didn't expect to boom the longest was the one that did. The, Townsend yep. got the longest one. So I'll keep you guys inch or updated, but I do think the idea of how defenses defend and the idea that the receive – I mean, to end this part of the conversation, just think you knew for a fact that so-and-so will catch a lot of screen passes, right? And let's say that against screens, this DN tends to gobble them up mm-hmm. if they screen left, and they're going to screen left. Well, they may or may not screen left, right? So, But the theory is if they do, which we expect them to, that guy's going to have – so you go over receptions yeah. and over tackles. Or if it doesn't happen, you go under and under because if his main job is guard – and I don't think that maybe in that case they had the cornerback up a little bit. I don't think they did because it wasn't even the Isaiah – or I keep saying Isaiah. Rashi Rice. Yeah, Rashi Rice's side – but, boy, I think there's some stuff, hey, to make there. Does that make sense? It does. And the correlation, I think, is fascinating. Absolutely. And I think in the, in the Super Bowls, like the, stand, the big like ch- conference championship games, there's props on almost every defensive player. And I think we're, what's, where are these books going to compete at? It's going to be at not at price, obviously. It's at menu. They're going to be uh, how wide of a menu. Mm-hmm. So I think you're just going to see more and more. Because when I saw there be hundreds of props in-game, that, that blew my—I mean, it was like the technology that takes. It's amazing. You know, I never really realized this, but it, I heard this, and it, it was eye-opening. I was like, what a great take. It was actually from the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. Okay. And I was, so I was listening to her, and I, it, it made so much—I love this analysis. What was it? She was talking about the East Coast versus the West Coast, all right? And Vegas is dinosaurs, and we don't deal very much product on all these props, whereas the DraftKings and the FanDuels are are so much better giving the consumer such better choices. Why? Because that's what the consumers have been betting the last 25 years. None of this was legal in New York or New Jersey. And so they had fantasy football. They had fantasy basketball Mm. league. So so what happened is all the clientele was used to – Doing their handicapping on how many yards quarterbacks would throw for their fantasy leagues and for their daily fantasy. So that's what the clientele wanted. So, of course, when they finally legalized, they offered that, you know, to to, to be able to bet on. That's a great point. And what are you seeing now is you have a company like Prize Picks who all they do now is it's a sports book for – Fantasy stats mm-hmm. and DraftKings launched theirs, pick six, which is the same thing, which is just you have to pick players. Will they go well, over I think it's under? Legally different. It's not any kind. Yeah. Sure, sure. But this is what this is now what these sports books are starting to embrace. Would it shock you if next season Caesars, William Hill, BetMGM, whatever here in town says, we have a new offering for you. Pick four players. Are they going to go over or under their props and play that? They're all <laughs> launching new apps. They, exactly. They, they rushed they, the, the, the Caesars, MGM, rushed to put out new apps before the Super Bowl to take advantage of all this. I would say this. the Where Vegas trails is technology. 
mm. because they've all they've always looked at sports betting as an amenity, something they had to provide so the blackjack player doesn't That's go across the street. Point. And they didn't want to spend money. That's why they bought computer bet systems on a license instead of develop their own. Station spent ten million trying to develop their own over years. They never. I think they did eventually. The technology it takes to have in-game betting that is updating so many things, not on commercials, but in between plays, is a massive $200 million type investment most of these books aren't going to make. What they have now is the William Hill and Caesars app. You can watch the game on the app. Wow. So that at least it's a lie. That's always the sync up is always the one you of can the questions. Watch the game on the app, and then the menu is below the window, and you could. But is it bet on? You can the, bet something like how many yards will so and so have the rest of the game in well, between plays? Whatever they're offering. Yeah. Yeah. You, Caesar's, you can watch Caesar's the game. You can watch the game through the app. Only certain games, like like the Super Bowl and some standalone games, whichever ones they have. The rights to like you can watch yeah. the game. We talk in about the app. like how being the king sucked like 150 years ago. So like if if we went back to well, it was Vegas, the best scenario of all the choices, right? But if we went back to Vegas like in the 1980s, I'm old enough to remember the old Stardust, yeah. where you know how we watched games. We watched it like putting her like watching the ticker. You know, it's like BYU 31, Hawaii 10. You know, well, that's what Alan Boston still talks yeah. about. He likes to consume the games because he's used to that ticker feel. So, I mean, listen. I would like to – if I had a choice to bet now or bet then, I would be back then. Yes. Because the lines the were so much – so soft. Exactly. Yes. exactly. And there's so many – you know what? There's 24 different independent sports books in Nevada. So, like, literally, we would just – like, you, you park your car downtown, and you go from place to place to place to place. And even on the Strip, you go to the Imperial Palace. You, you go to the Barbary Coast. It was just amazing. It wouldn't be unusual. Oh, here's one baseball team. The Mets are plus 104, and, you know, they're playing St. Louis, and St. Louis is plus 102. Well, we still see the same thing, except it's only on things that's not on the screen. Meaning, it, it, it's the ability for it all to be in real time is what prevent what scalps those things out. If you look at props or whatever that aren't on the screen, you see that all the time. Exactly, like golfer matchups, or even like AJ, like an MMA, like a, a round prop you might see an over minus one ten and an under plus one thirty, right? Yeah. So what are we talking about, host? <laughs> I think this was a the assassination takeover. of Jesse James. <laughs> I mean, what are we wrapping up with? Well, I guess closing thoughts. Would you place a bet on the Chiefs next year? Yes well, you or want no? to read the odds for us? San Francisco is your favorite at plus 550 to win next year's Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are your second favorite. And they are uh, shortly behind San Francisco right now at plus 650. So, AJ, we were debating Kyle Shanahan as a head coach versus a play caller. Are you starting to see maybe my point? Yeah. Is he is so good as a play caller, he's worth being a head coach? Yeah. I'm just not sure he's a good head coach. I think he's a good head coach. I don't know if he's like... Outside of play calling? Uh, oh, no. No, I mean, I, I think... I mean, he's obviously... I, I just meant like, I don't know that I would. I can consider him like an elite level head coach, which there, is what I wanted to do before. If you split Kyle into... An, uh, Kyle number one's the OC. Would you hire Kyle number two to be the coach? If he didn't have the powers of the OC, the no. OC stays. No. Yeah, I don't think so. And now you add in the pre the idea that it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. You think if they're up by ten, the next Super Bowl, if he's in the next one, that's not going to be in the back of the players' minds. Mm -hmm. it's major problem. Okay, season win numbers. Uh, you can bet these against me if you have an opinion. San Fran, not the audience, you guys. San Fran, eleven point five. Right. Kansas City, eleven point two five. Kansas City's at ten point five. All right, I'm going under eleven two five. He just said all haughtily. I did. Sure. Yeah, I'll yep. go under. Uh, so do we have all of them? 
No. no, I just, I just, I just. There is, there is odds. Out, right? I had no idea they were out. There's no, the odds up on. Are up, aren't they? For only, only for the 49ers and Chiefs right now. How did yeah. you not like lead with that? No, <laughs> listen, you, I had you no wanted idea. to talk about overtime. So, so, so what are Scott? What are the odds on San Fran and Kansas City for their season win? San Francisco over 11, uh, 11 and a half. The over plus one twenty five. The under minus one fifty. Okay. Chiefs ten and a half. The over minus one thirty. Under. Plus one ten. Uh, both of those, I like the under San Fran the most. I think I like both unders. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I yeah. like KC over. I like KC over. Although we expect the Chargers. Well, to Andy Reid went over and over and over, and now he didn't this they, year. They, right? they, well, they won eleven, so they won but enough they were to go. Yeah, but, but this yeah. number's ten and a half. Yeah. So, so I would I would make the case everything went wrong. It's like well, that, that movie um, with Danny DeVito um, and Bette Midler. Ruthless people. He's like, okay. they said if anything went wrong, they'd kill her. Well, things went pretty damn wrong <laughs> for the Chiefs this year. They still won 11. You know, I, have you guys ever seen the movie? Uh, someone was talking about this today, and it reminded me. It had Mickey Rourke in it, Body Heat. No. Oh, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Oh, my God. You say that about every crazy no, movie. No, no, no. This is what we got. It's the, great, it's the greatest villainous in, in Hollywood. Name a, a better villainous. There's like a murder. I, like I, mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but there's a murder. Yeah, I want to see it. There's a murder, and then Mickey Rourke is talking to the guy that's suspected. He goes, when there's a murder, he goes, there's 20 things that a genius would see, remember not to do, but there's 40 things that he could do and get caught. And you're no genius. <laughs> I, I want to see that just for that line. <laughs> like, if you're a genius, you forgot 20 things, and you're no genius. I'm willing to make a bet that RJ will watch this movie and he'll come back and say, Fez, I couldn't believe it, but this was one of the top five villains of all time. No, probably. Probably. You're, you'd be on that list, Steve Fezzik. <laughs> Darth Vader. Against the, against the bookies and the <laughs> So we, we, know, we know what the opponents are for next year. We don't know the schedule. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Schedule. So for the Chiefs, the 10 and a half, here are their home games. Ravens, Bengals, Broncos. Oh, you know what? Let me make, make a suggestion. Omit the division games because we all know that. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I didn't get to the division yet. So, yeah, so yeah, well, the Broncos, Broncos. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so do the one seeds, right? Yes. So they're going to be against the number ones in the division, right? So Baltimore. So Baltimore. Buffalo. Houston. Well, uh, I'm just doing. I'll go home and away first because yeah. I have it listed here. Home. So home games: Baltimore, Cincinnati, Houston, New Orleans, and Tampa. Oh dear. All right, so they're playing the South, and then their away games. Atlanta, Buffalo, Carolina, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. So playing the North is a big negative for them. All right. But playing the South and the uh, NFC is a, a positive. Yes. yes. Uh, and their division is looking uh, Good. rough. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, because Chargers in theory are better. Yep. Denver's better. All right. Vegas should be. I like, I like, I like your under 11.25. Yeah. All right. 49ers opponents at home. Uh, forget about the division. We'll go Bears, Lions, Ooh. Jets, Patriots, Chiefs, well, let's Cowboys. Talk. So let's talk about the North. They're playing the North in the NFC. Mm-hmm. That's a negative. Green Bay's good. Detroit's good. Minnesota, I don't think so. Think what happens with Kirk Cousins. They're playing the AF. They're playing the AFC East. Oh, Ooh, that's not so. Well. Jets, Patriots, Bills, and Dolphins. So the Jets are the question, right? Because yeah. we know Miami and Buffalo will be good. The Jets will probably be lined at nine wins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and then they have the first place schedule. Yeah. yeah so I, which, but isn't as bad. It's going to be Philly. Oh no, that'll be Dallas. But these teams always it's have the da- first. It's Dallas, Tampa, it's Tampa, Detroit. 
Uh, no, they're already playing. They're already playing. Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it was just a two-game. Yeah, okay. You know, I was I've been hypercritical of football outsiders because they've condensed the teams in to the point where like they're projected. Everybody's projected to win between like ten point yeah. three and six point seven. So just games. to be clear, this is now Aaron Shots more yeah. than them. Yeah, okay. Yes, but this year. They had a stellar year, I believe, in terms of you had all these Kansas City teams that didn't win 13, that only won, you know, their 11 games. It does It does feel like, man, if Philly, that's interesting. So Philly got one Philly of their— Philly went under 11 and a half. Yeah, Philly got one of their main guys, though, that is— uh, he wants, he had two good D-line years, or I think Rush End, and now he's looking—what's his name? I forget. Hassan Reddick? Yeah, is that right? Is that, yeah, okay. So he, he, they gave him permission to go for a trade? Yeah. Jeez. What's going on in that building? Do you see uh, who the the front runner if if Chicago decides to trade Justin Fields? Who the uh, Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'd be. Listen, you get him for a second, I would be interested in that. Well, they did just release Trubisky, so. Oh, did they finally? <laughs> Didn't they get him for a second? You think? Well, I'm, I'm saying that I've heard heard people say they'd be lucky to get a second. I think they get two ones, and I don't think Pittsburgh pays two ones. Okay, but I think they probably get two ones. You know how many desperate teams there are for? I think so too. I mean, I, you gotta say Fields has got more optimism than Atlanta had with, with Desmond Ritter. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. coming in the year, you would have had. In th- retrospect, Marcus Mariota was better. Yeah, and he wasn't very good. No, he wasn't. I mean, I, I wonder if they from. The dude was here from Chicago, the doctor or the soon-to-be doctor, mm-hmm. right? He said that it's 80-20. They love fields. Yeah. yeah. you got to wonder how much that affects things. I don't know. I don't think he's been studying enough. I'm worried about him because he knew a lot about football. <laughs> well, he's yeah. going to be like the, the next injury expert. <laughs> I just, I just Dr. hope. Dr. Chow. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This is a great conversation, a good way to tie a bow around uh, the football season. I, t- I won't say tie a full bow because on no. the Dream Pod, we'll certainly. Uh, oh, well, listen, uh, yeah. we're going to recap the season, mm-hmm. and I think the win total should be out. I think we all make one over and one under this week. Will well, all think, win totals? I don't, I don't think, think all win totals. I think I, this is an aberration. I don't think they'll be out until this, the schedule release. It only takes one book to put them out. I'll bet. I'll bet dinner. All right, we'll bet dinner that there will be a full schedule out from R.J. Book. Bell, Inc. Yeah. No, okay. No, any, <laughs> at any place you can bet. You know what we should do, though, if, if you don't mind? And you guys can collaborate, maybe do it on the show if you want, you know, before our show. Let's come in with a number for every team. I like that. Right? Because mm. if, you can, if you can't make your own number, in theory, yeah. you're supposed to be able to Hell, make Hell, I made my numbers without even looking at the schedule. Yeah, you were only off by three quarters of a game on one. <laughs> I made it 11 and a quarter, and it's 10.7. Right. So I was off by half a game. <laughs> but, but I do think it's a good exercise, right? Yeah. And I will say this. I don't want to give hints, but what I have found is if you look at the cap number, I mean, the way, though it didn't work out, the way Seattle looked. Teams it, with money to spend. Uh, yeah, they and, do. And then they spend the money, and then that team's total goes up. Which makes the Rams amazing that they spent so little money this year. You know the two smallest spenders in the whole league was Green Bay? And the Rams. Mm. Well, Green Bay was dicey to go over for the longest time. But they, they at the end of the on. year, they were what? Yeah. The seventh, eighth best, sixth, seventh, eighth best Green team? Bay, what do you think? Green Bay, 9.75? Well, I hear that actually their odds are like Super Bowl 30 to 1. Am I hearing that? Remembering that right? 20 to 1. All right. I heard there was 30 out there. So you go over 9.5? 9 is high. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I tell you this. I bet it comes in at 9 and a quarter. Ooh, I was. I, was I mean, twenty-five more. or twenty, twenty-five to one comes doesn't come out to nine and a half. Public team, and they. Well, then why is it? Why is the Super Bowl odds twenty? I mean, where are you getting those numbers? They're from? early. Trackings. That's early. Okay. 
Yeah. People aren't betting. They, they just got done losing their money on the Super Bowl. They need to they need to save a few paychecks. The Packers right now have the same payout, same odds as the Eagles and the Cowboys. Wow. Wow. 9.75. Yeah, but that's actually saying more about the negative of the – I mean, because how many teams are above them, those te- – I mean, I bet there's, what, six or seven above 20 to 1? Seven. Right? Yeah. How many in the NFC? Just the Niners and the Lions? Just the Niners and the Lions. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess to some degree, Green Bay is hurt by the fact they're underdogs against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think they should be or shouldn't, but well, this is what's interesting because well, I speak, think- speaking of those odds, you mentioned that well, we talk about only the, the NFC teams right now up on DraftKings, AFC minus one twenty-five, NFC plus one hundred five, Super Bowl next year. Oh, so Fez, how do we? I forgot about it's that. Chopped. We, 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 well, we could have. We had plus money on both we, sides. We, no, we had plus two and a half and plus one and a half. We had plus but point we, spread. But we also had plus money. You better look at your accounting on that yeah. one. I know for a fact we had yeah. it hybrid yeah. there. Um, I can't remember which side. But I tell you, we were – so we had what? We had plus uh, – just – NFC I mean, plus two and a half. Uh-huh. And then we had like plus 125. And then we had AFC plus one and a half. So now he's saying, yeah, we did have that 125, yeah. didn't we? But what I'm saying is that was a sweet move. I tell you this – I think there's going to be NBA potential just talking about the offseason. What have we seen? MVPs can surge. I mean, this thing, I, I don't want to get upset over it. Lamar having 49 first-place votes. And people acting like it was crazy that they that someone else got a vote. I didn't hear that. I would have had a conniption fit. Yeah, somebody voted for Josh Allen, and yeah. they were like, like this guy should have his vote taken away. So there was two people ever to have 50 votes, right? It was Lamar in 19 and Tom Brady one year, right? Yeah. How many had 49? I'm going to research that. Let's say three or four. I don't think it will be more than that. So this would say Lamar this year had one of the eight best seasons? No. We, we had this discussion okay. uh, on our on SOV. A, this after is the SOV AM. On the episode after uh-huh. the awards, uh-huh. the NFL honors uh, were out. This is the worst MVP award that in, in recent memory. This is the worst MVP. Do you think he shouldn't have won, or the fact it was so dominant? He had no competition. No, I think that, that like the the field was it was the there was no clear cut MVP. Except Purdy played. Uh, Purdy had better bit, numbers. Two had better numbers. Josh Allen had better numbers. We went we went through all the passing yards, all the rushing yards. But everything. Purdy's numbers would have stood up to other winners in the past. I agree. So how's it weak? No, oh, I think Lamar winning is the weakest I, MVP I, we've I, ever had. I, I do think that you bring you, RJ. You brought this up that it's um, because you got voters. What they see last is tends to sway them more. Nothing can illustrates that better than Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. You probably wouldn't have been betting on him week ten because he was on his couch. See, I disagree. I think the vote for Flacco was a courageous vote. The easy vote was oh Hamlet. Yep. But but I'm just saying. But but it was a recency vote. Yeah, but still, I, I give I him credit. Recency gets weighted more. I was on a website. And it had an article up on the left, and it wasn't even a gambling site or sports site. And it says, it said Hamlin wins comeback player of the year. It was the headline. My heart sank. I go, are we serious? I go, it was better. He played, what, two plays or whatever? It was, I mean, it was courageous, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a comeback player. He was a comeback person. Comeback story. Yeah. yeah. And then, but they must have had one written yeah. that went up wrong, right? Because they pre-write yeah. these things. I was so depressed that he won. I thought he won. <laughs> when he didn't, I was like, thank God they had the common sense to say Flacco was like, and again, I'm not saying don't give Hamlin credit. It's not that kind of credit, though. Give him an SP or something. Yeah. Which I, he I, did get last year. The, right? I think it was yeah. amazing that the people had the guts to vote for the better football player. Yes. But my point would be, Fez, that the there is so much, like, 
political correctness or you you want a, a virtue signal or what you want to seem like a good person not you I'm saying the vote I want to vote for Carl Weathers I don't care what the award is give it to exactly. give it to Apollo Creed so if that's the case what do we think someone like Giannis who's like I think 12 to one now so now that seven to one to be the MVP he's now seven so it's moved is I think we find someone that's in the 15 20 to one range thinking there might be a, 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 a scenario where they kick butt and at the end of the year they just say yeah now, give it to him now I mean, correct correct me if I'm wrong you have to play 65 games to qualify yeah so no, not, not 65 yes. okay now, so why can't, you just play, why can't you just play fifth like we like one minute because it was all about these people sitting on purpose yes. why can't they play the like one no it has to be uh 20 minutes or oh, it's okay, a real I, number. I got you all yeah, Jokic right. is the favorite, minus 150. Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, plus 280. Giannis, plus 700. Luka, 10 to 1. No, no. Kawhi, 30 to 1. Uh, that's the bet. Because the Clippers are, are hot right now. I mean, my, he, my, my bet Kawhi's is actually— going to play 65 games? Yo, he's, yeah, he's played. I mean, he's only missed like My five, pick, I think. It's, it's a longer shot, but Jalen Brunson, 55 to 1. Because the Knicks are a story. Uh, I and think when that's the, true, and too. When, and when the Knicks are good— that's a great the point. The NBA media. interest goes up. All right, so whether you hate it or not, whether you think the Knicks stink, whatever, when the Knicks are good, NBA ratings go so up. So, yeah. Fez, can you look tomorrow? For, I like that. Brunson and Kawhi, get the, I mean, shop, get the best number and put 100 apiece for me. Okay, isn't Kawhi unpopular? People don't like him, though, right? No, I think they do. They they don't like that he sits. If he <laughs> yeah. has a comeback and it's like he All has right. a monster. I mean, listen, it. it's 60 to 1. He should win comeback player, not MVP. No, but he's playing MVP. <laughs> he's play, I know. I mean, he's playing MVP level, right? I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, listen, right now, healthy, the Clippers are the best team in the NBA. Not tonight they weren't. <laughs> oh, they, they played poorly? Oh, yeah. All right, this is fine. But, but I do think that the nature of the voting mm-hmm. – you know, this MVP vote in the Super Bowl was 20% fan vote. So, like, we got to know what the voters are because yeah. it, it just varies. And I do think there's East Coast bias, which can go against Kawhi, but I think it helped Jalen Brunson. The Knicks right now are the four seed in the Eastern Conference. If And they just had one of the but greatest months East of— Coast bias in the NBA where the Lakers are the team of the teams? I think there's more writers on the East Coast. Right. That that are and I'm telling you when the Knicks are relevant, it becomes a national story. And, and no, I I'm, I'm betting yours too. The, the ESPN, like the, the main broadcast team is the Knicks broadcast. Mike Breen's the Knicks broadcaster, and he's the main ESPN then why broadcaster. Why did David Stern say his ideal finals matchup every single year would be Lakers versus Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> but I think both of them are true. Uh, one other thing though is the idea, let's think about this a second. Kawhi had a lot of people in the media think the Clippers were going to be a team, of a super team, and they would put their, uh, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, right. Uh, what's it, the guy on Fox? Nick Wright. Nick Wright was, like, such a cl- carrying the water for the Clippers. Then finally he said, I got to admit, it didn't work out. If they get coming to the playoffs as, like, a top seed yeah. and Kawhi's a monster, I think a lot of people are going to want to redeem their takes. Why did you voters w- when he mentioned Luca's odds? Why did you poo poo it? I think people are so mad. Luca comes in overweight. I mean, Dallas, Dallas isn't is winning. Right now. They're not yeah. winning very much. The one thing about this, we did a, a profile on winners. It's a top one or two seed in either conference. There's like four teams that's going to give you almost every year. Uh, the the thing because the reason when I looked at it, uh, like a week ago, maybe I was looking at the MVP candidates. Luca's out like he's the leading scorer in the NBA by over three points per mm-hmm. game. And he's about one rebound per game away from averaging a triple-double on top of that. 
Well, you know, that's impressive, but 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 Westbrook ruined that in a way. Because remember, Westbrook had it the second year. But I'm not saying, I just think there's a lot of backlash with Luka at this point. I think if he does well this year and has a good year next year, yeah. But I think if Kawhi and Luka are the same, they're voting for Kawhi, in my opinion. Okay. But Luka's what? 8, 10 to 1. 20 to 1. All right. So, yeah, I, maybe sprinkle. Oh, no, Luka's 10 to 1. Yeah, I don't, see, I like, yeah. I have a question for you. We didn't address Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Yes. All right. And I did want to, like, my take, I'm curious if you guys would agree. There you go. I think that Vegas Super Bowl is awesome for, like, the elite VIP celebrities. There's no better parties and a good time. Are you speaking from experience? No, hmm. but just walking up and down the strip. But for the common man who's the just Super the Bowl's not fan, for the common man. It, 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 it seemed like it, it's too cold. It's too crowded and everything is like hard to get in and it's overpriced. But see, and you're, it's you're, not a good time. Here's what you're missing. Mm-hmm. You have the mentality of the affluent. But not necessarily the all the access. Or the, will, or the ability, yes. yes the, the, the will. Connections, yes. So, so what I'm saying is for some people, like Disneyland sounds like a nightmare to you without like the fast pass, I bet. Yeah, and we're going. Right? But you're getting the fast pass, I'm sure. I'm sure we are. So, But what I'm saying is even with the fast pass, he doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to have to rub elbows. It's almost like in succession when he had to go do the actual play. He doesn't want to be with the commoners. Yeah. So, But for some people, Disneyland is the year. Like The whole year are yep. built towards that. So the idea that you could listen to a broadcast of the opening ceremonies outside this, that t- you're thinking, look at that throng of people. Mm. Where's my handy wipe? Where can I wipe my hands at? They're thinking, you're right. this the is dra- amazing. The draft, look, look at the draft and, and the way it is. I also think Vegas, as far as being in the rotation, like being every 10 years, us having a Super Bowl. Every five. Every five. I've, 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 I've heard that. I actually think, I think this is true. Like ratings-wise, the same was true for F1 when they actually had the race. There's nothing he's cool. going around. There's nothing cooler than showing that Las Vegas strip. And the Legion looks great. I yeah. mean, it, it looks so cool versus Jacksonville or Indianapolis Super Bowls. It, Give me a break. It, and this is the city most equipped to handle the influx. These kind of events. Yeah, we, like, the hotel, the infrastructure's here. The hotels are yes. here. The convention space is here. The state, and the, it is not to be poo-pooed. Having a stadium that's like 45 minutes away from the, the hotels is a major problem. You know? And the fact that's that the problem in Houston. The yeah. fact that there was no incident made incident was a big positive because remember NBA was here yeah. for the All-Star game and it was a nightmare. There were strip club things, etc. <sighs> I, I hope we don't have the people thinking it's every day. No, no, this was a special. <laughs> and you know, we teased this yesterday. We said we had a special episode coming up and I think the takeover. I think we gave the people what they want, which is you guys do that every AM. A complete breakdown of everything. Super Bowl 58. The doctor says he listens to you guys Monday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Tuesday. It's awesome of him. Well, I love it. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> a monster night for Victor Wembenyama as the big man might have locked up the rookie of the year if he hadn't done so already. He had 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 blocks. That's with, a triple-double. With five assists in 29 minutes last night, AJ. He's the first player with 10 blocks and five assists in under 30 minutes played. That, according to ESPN Stats and Info, we're talking about the first, like, ever to do that. Spurs beat the Raptors, by the way, 122-99. His odds now to be the rookie of the year in the NBA, over minus 500. Yeah, he's certainly turned a corner and kind of figured it out. Uh, We talked about this, like, because we had Chet early at a good number, a good plus number, and when it got to about break even – 
Like, because Chet started out so hot and mm-hmm. Victor started out so slow. When it got to break even, we said, let's let's take a little Victor here. Yeah. Just, in, just so we're covered either way. And, yeah, when you say it's like minus 550, I, I think it's pretty safe to say. I mean, barring some tragic injury or something, he's probably going to be the rookie of the year. And it seems deserving. Uh, you talk about a guy who's really kind of figured things out, figured his game out. And the Spurs are a bad team, there's no doubt. But the Spurs aren't losing because of Victor Wimbanyama. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's holding up his end of the deal. They just got to find a way to build around this guy. He's, he does seem like a pretty special talent. Some controversy last night in the Knicks' loss to Ooh. the Rockets. Houston wins 105-103 after a late foul call allowed them to uh, pick up some points at the free throw line. And there was uh, after the game, crew chief Ed Malloy said that he believed uh, the lower body contact, this is the quote, was illegal contact, but following a replay review, the opinion changed. Quote, after seeing it during post-game review, the offensive player was able to return to a normal playing position on the floor. The contact, which occurred after the release of the ball, therefore is incidental and marginal to the shot attempt and should not have been Called. Yeah, the, the, the Knicks got hosed in this game, and again, it, I mean, we're probably looking at overtime otherwise. But, yeah, uh, yeah, they they got absolutely hosed here. But this is the thing: you can say, "Oh, well, it should have been this." It doesn't change anything. The standings are the standings. The mm-hmm. final is the final. Which is the the thing that I hate the most in the NBA is that stupid two minute report that comes out. What good does it do the following day when doesn't the refs matter. say, "My bad, yeah. my bad"? Let us tell you how we messed up and what changes from that. Absolutely nothing. So, yeah, Knicks lose, uh, big loss there, 105-103. Elsewhere, it was the Hornets over the Pacers, 111-102. That game went under. The Sixers, a 123-120 win over the Cavs, snapping Cleveland's nine-game winning streak, uh, hanging on at the buzzer there, despite 36 from Donovan Mitchell. The Bulls, a 136-126 win over the Hawks. It was the Pelicans over the Grizzlies, 96-87. The Bucks picked up a win as home dogs, beating the Nuggets, 112-95. Giannis with 36 points and 18 boards. Yeah, big day for Giannis, no doubt. Maver- and getting Dame Lillard back, also yep. big for the, for the Bucks. Mavericks, a 112-104 win over the Wizards. Warriors beat the Jazz, 129-107. Steph Curry, 25 points and 10 assists. And the Timberwolves beat the Clippers in the possible Western Conference Finals preview, 121-100, a route there in L.A. Here's your schedule for tonight. The Celtics are at the Nets. Boston, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Thunder visit the Magic. OKC laying two-and-a-half. The Heat are at the Bucks. Milwaukee, eight-and-a-half-point favorites on the second out of a back-to-back, AJ. Yeah, I don't want to fade the Bucks. I don't want to back them because of the back-to-back thing, but, man, the, the Bucks look like having both their guys on the floor again. Mm-hmm. looks like this is they're, they're back to being the Bucks. Kings are at the Suns. Phoenix laying five-and-a-half. The Wolves on the second of a back-to-back in Portland laying eight-and-a-half against the Blazers. Blazers and the Pistons visit the Lakers, L.A., 11.5-point favorites. Only two games on the top 25 scoreboard yesterday, and nothing uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Just, a, you know, another system win, Scott, with number 23, Texas Tech, taking down number four, Kansas. The Jayhawks have now lost five of their last six games. They lose this one 79-50. to 50. I think that covers... Uh, the minus three close on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. This was another ejection for Bill Self. Uh, not not uh, not keeping his composure 
of late. So racking up those technical fouls. And what's the uh, the latest numbers on that system, Scott? So the straight up is profitable, but not the ATS, AJ. So the unranked favorites over the ranked opponents this season now up to 21 and 17 straight up, 18 and 20 ATS. And we have two more system plays coming up tonight. Uh, elsewhere in the top 25 yesterday, Duke got a 77-69 nice win over Wake Forest. On the docket for today, we've got Michigan. They are at Illinois. And remember, Doug McDaniel, who's Michigan's best player, cannot go on road trips. Part of his academic probation, I want to fade Michigan when they do not have Doug McDaniel. you got to pay a price today. 16-point favorite are the Illini. Uh, the Syracuse Orange are catching 7.5 points, 8 points at home against North Carolina, but Syracuse has been an absolute mess of late, so I'm not sure I want to back them either. Marquette, number seven in the country. They are four-and-a-half-point road favorites at Butler. The Big East seems to be the one league where you can occasionally grab a, a road win. Dayton, number 18 in the country. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites over Duquesne. Cincinnati, a one-and-a-half-point home favorite over number 14, Iowa State. So this falls into the broader system play, Scott, mm -hmm. where it's an unranked team favored over a ranked team. Uh, we've got Georgetown catching 18 and a half at number 19, Creighton. Uh, I've act, I'm Griffin Warner, my podcast partner for the college basketball pod. I told him I think I might be playing uh, I might be playing Georgetown plus 18 and a half at Creighton, and he said. Why would you do that to yourself? And I don't know, but I've been looking for a spot to kind of catch Creighton sleepy, and I think this is a good spot for that. Number 21, BYU, an 11.5-point favorite, hosting UCF. Wisconsin looking to right the ship as they've uh, struggled a bit recently. Number 11 in the country, they are 9.5-point favorites, hosting Ohio State. Number 17, Kentucky, 8.5-point favorites at Ole Miss. Number 13, Baylor. Minus six and a half, hosting Oklahoma. Number 24, San Diego State, laying five and a half, hosting Colorado State. And number 25, New Mexico, goes on the road. Another system play here as they are two and a half point dogs at unranked Nevada. Four games on the ice last night, three. Won by the favorites. The Devils beat the Kraken 3-1. Rangers blanked the Flames 2-0. And the Flyers a 5-3 win over the Coyotes. And the Vegas Golden Knights, the only favorite to lose as the Wild win 5-3 here in Vegas. Much larger schedule tonight in the NHL. The Lightning are at the Bruins. And Boston's a minus 165 favorite. Kings visit the Sabres. LA minus 145. Blues are at the Maple Leafs. Toronto minus 200. Ducks visit the Canadiens. Montreal minus 135. Blue Jackets at the Senators. Ottawa minus 190. Avalanche at the Capitals. Colorado minus 170. Kraken visit the Islanders. New York minus 160. Devils are at the Predators, Nashville minus 145. Hurricanes at the Stars, Dallas minus 125. Canucks at the Blackhawks. And Vancouver, your biggest favorite of the night, minus 280. And finally, the Red Wings at the Oilers, Edmonton minus 215. A reminder, you can still take advantage of the Super Bowl promo code that we've been giving out. Your chance to save $25 at pregame.com. That is a free three-star best bet. AJ, you have a three-star package up for today, right? I do absolutely have a three-star hoops package And up so today. with the promo code SUPER25, you can get that for free.
What's better than free 99? Nothing. Nothing. Save $25 off of any purchase at pregame.com using the promo code SUPER25. For A.J. Hoffman, R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.